This is a gorgeous room, so white and tranquil and glamorous, like something from a thirties movie set. I half expect Fred Astaire to come dancing out of the ensuite bathroom, dressed in white tie and tails, and almost floating on air, ready to charm me. Instead, it's Simon who emerges, not quite Fred, but a nifty mover all the same, and to my eyes, infinitely more handsome. He's not in evening dress, but he's wearing an achingly good suit. It's charcoal grey, with just a faint sheen of midnight, and it makes his eyes gleam and flash like a pair of polished sapphires, and the rest of him just look like a sex god. I feel as if I'm in a movie too, at a pivotal moment, with a thousand eyes watching me. They're waiting for the drama to begin, and the men are admiring my body. Maybe the women are too. Perched on the upholstered dressing table stool, I add a little more tint to my lips, leaning forward toward the mirror and self-consciously graceful, both for the unseen audience and Simon's intent gaze. Those eyes of his narrow, noting my studied elegance, or it could be the fact that I'm not actually ready yet, and thus presenting him with exactly the excuse he needs, if he ever needs one, to initiate one of our special games, the ones we learned from a certain book of naughty Victorian photographs, the blue book we once discovered while on holiday. Simon doesn't castigate me, though. He doesn't need to. He just gives me the look that makes me melt and fall to pieces in helpless lust. Everything flutters inside me. Everything's agitated and needy. I'm chaos incarnate in this calm sea of white. The setting is cool and exquisite, but I'm all hot and excited. My cheeks flush with a pink to rival my lip tint, and I'm glad I didn't apply my blusher now. My throat and chest colour up too, and that dizzy, revealing pink, combined with the dramatic chic of my black lace underwear, makes me into a creature of contrasts, stark and vivid in our snowy, creamy sweet. I... I'm sorry, I was daydreaming. I glance toward my black velvet evening gown, hanging against the front of the fitted wardrobe. It's a slender, form-fitting tube, a style I'd never even contemplated at one time, but seeing as how I've been a star once already today, and I'd been dieting to get into quite a different dress, I might as well show my figure while it's at its most svelte. Simon flicks a look at the dress, too, and quirks his sandy eyebrows in a significant gesture I know all too well. It won't take me but a moment to slip my dress on. Sorry. I twitter on, too keyed up, and roused up to think straight. There's plenty of time, my love, he drawls. He's affecting nonchalance, just as sophisticated Fred might have done, but I know him. He's as excited as I am, and I can plainly see it even though he's become a past master at masking his emotions. Strolling toward me, he draws out a length of narrow black satin ribbon from his pocket, and when he reaches where I sit, at the white painted dressing table, he slips the dark band around my throat and ties it in a soft bow at the back of my neck. I feel a finger, then another, slip between the ribbon and my skin, testing my comfort. Simon's always thoughtful in the little touches like that, even though other things he does to me are far from comfortable. I snatch a look at myself in the mirror, my hair's up, so the bow is an eloquent symbol around my neck, perfectly clear to those who would recognize it for what it is. My heart thuds, 
and desire rolls slowly in the pit of my belly, acknowledging the significance.